Hello, everybody. My name is MJ the Tutor, and you are listening to another episode of Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast. This podcast is focused on helping accounting students all over the world by offering a quick warm up on various accounting and business topics that hopefully leads to the generation of bigger discussions and conversation. If you're currently studying SEMA right now, this episode is for you. So, welcome to Accounting Makes Sense, the Valentine's edition. Valentine's Day is creeping up on us, and with it comes the classic symbols of love, roses and chocolates. But have you ever stopped to wonder why these goodies seem to cost an arm and a leg this time of year? In today's episode, we're going to look at the true price of romance and touch on a couple of additional pricing strategies that happen during times like these. I know I've done one podcast episode before talking about common pricing strategies, and I'm pretty sure I did it during a Black Friday episode. So it seems like this is a common theme for me to talk about, product pricing and strategies when there's a special occasion upon us. I'll provide a link to my previous episode on the show notes. Anyway, uh, don't worry, even though we're touching on romance today, this podcast is going to steer clear of offering relationship advice. It's not going to be that kind of podcast. So let's start. Let's talk economics, shall we? Picture this. As February 14th approaches, everyone's scrambling to snag roses and chocolates for their loved ones. As the demand for roses and chocolates skyrockets, so do their prices. But why? Well, it all comes down to the basic principles of supply and demand. Now, here's where things get interesting. Retailers are smart cookies. They know we're suckers for tradition and romance, so they pump out ads left and right, convincing us that we need those dozen roses and heart-shaped boxes of chocolates to prove our love. And let's be real. Who wants to be the one who didn't come through on Valentine's Day? With consumers clamoring for these romantic staples, retailers seize the opportunity to bump up the prices, knowing full well that people will still shell out the extra cash for that bouquet of red roses or heart-shaped box of chocolates. So let's take a quick trip down memory lane to find out how Valentine's Day came to be. Valentine's Day isn't just a Hallmark holiday. It's got some serious history, like we're talking ancient Rome kind of history here. But somewhere along the way, it morphed into this commercialized frenzy of roses and chocolates. Funny how that happens, huh? Well, okay, so how did it all start? Legend has it that Valentine's Day traces its roots back to a Roman festival known as Lupercalia. The Romans celebrated the coming of spring with feasting, frolicking, and a healthy dose of fertility rites. Yep, things got wild. Fast forward a few centuries, we meet St. Valentine. So he is the patron saint of love and beekeepers. So that's a bit of an unlikely combo. But, you know, he defied an emperor's ban on marriage and secretly wedded couples in love. 
So that's what he did. So he was quite the romantic rebel. By the Middle Ages, Valentine's Day took on a more romantic tone, thanks to poets like Shakespeare. But it wasn't really until 19th century that Valentine's Day truly blossomed into the commercial extravaganza we know and love today. The Victorians introduced their elaborate cards adorned with lace, ribbons, and, of course, cheesy love poems. And the rest, as they say, is history. All these just means is that love is enduring and it's hard to break tradition. Now, let's go back to the chocolates and roses scenario. Let's talk strategy and how the retailers use it. Retailers are like chess players, you know, they strategically position their products to maximize profits during the Valentine's Day rush. From limited time offers to bundle deals, they pull out all the stops to entice consumers to open their wallets wider. Now, one common tactic is dynamic pricing. Imagine you're browsing online for the perfect Valentine's Day gift and you stumble upon a gorgeous bouquet of roses at what seems like a reasonable price. But as you're about to click add to cart, you notice the price suddenly jumps up. So what gives, right? Welcome to the world of dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing is like a digital dance between retailers and consumers. Using sophisticated algorithms, retailers adjust prices in real time based on factors like demand, inventory levels, and even your browsing history. So that bouquet of roses that seemed like a steal just a few minutes ago, it's now a bit pricier, thanks to the surge in demand from other last-minute shoppers. But sneaky, right? But here's the kicker. Dynamic pricing isn't just limited to online retailers. Brick-and-mortar stores have been known to dabble in dynamic pricing too, especially during peak shopping seasons like Valentine's Day. So the next time you're out shopping for gifts, keep an eye out for those sneaky price changes. You never know when you might be caught in the crosshairs of dynamic pricing. Then there's the art of bundling. You know those irresistible deals where retailers package complementary items together at a slightly discounted price. It's like they're saying, why settle for just roses when you can have roses and chocolates? Bundling is a tried and true strategy for retailers looking to move more merchandise while offering consumers a perceived value. After all, who can resist the allure of getting more bang for their buck? Whether it's a bouquet of roses paired with a box of chocolates or a romantic dinner package complete with wine and dessert, bundles appeal to our desire to maximize our Valentine's Day spoils without breaking the bank. But here's the catch. Not all bundles are created equal. Some retailers may try to pass off lackluster deals as must-have bundles. So it's important to read the fine print and compare prices before diving in. After all, you don't want to end up paying more for a bundle deal than you would for the individual items separately. So the next time you're tempted by a bundle, ask yourself, is it really worth it? But perhaps the most cunning strategy of all is the power of scarcity. Ever notice how those heart-shaped boxes of 
chocolates seem to disappear from shelves faster than you can say, I love you. It's not a coincidence. Retailers are masters at creating a sense of scarcity to drive up demand and create a frenzy among consumers. Scarcity tactics play on our fear of missing out, FOMO, prompting us to act fast before it's too late. Whether it's a limited edition Valentine's Day collection or a special promotion with a while supplies last disclaimer, retailers know that scarcity sells. After all, who wants to risk being the one left empty-handed on Valentine's Day? But here's the thing. Scarcity tactics aren't just about creating artificial shortages. They're also about creating a sense of urgency among consumers, prompting them to make impulsive purchasing decisions in the heat of the moment. So the next time you're tempted by a limited time offer or a last chance promotion, take a moment to pause and consider whether it's really worth the rush. After all, true love waits, right? As a conclusion, while I won't profess to know how to give relationship advices, I just want to say that like many things, romance doesn't have to come with a hefty price tag. Seriously, it's all about the sentiments. A handwritten love letter or a homemade dinner can speak volumes more than a fancy bouquet or a box of chocolates ever could. It's about the thought and effort we put into showing our love and appreciation. This kind of segues us into a different topic, perhaps dealing with financial and non-financial factors, but we'll leave that discussion for another time. Anyway, that's it for me today. I hope you found this episode entertaining and an interesting take on romance and accounting. Thank you for listening to Accounting Makes Sense. As always, I am your host, MJ the Tutor. If you're keen to connect to be updated with the arrival of the next episode of this podcast or find SEMA resources online, please head on over to my website, www.mjthetutor.com. You can also hit subscribe on whichever platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you want to connect on social media, I'm on Facebook, X, and Instagram under the name MJ the Tutor. So I hope to see you again next time. Ciao for now!